Welcome to the Runaways After Show podcast, the weekly discussion of Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I'm Scott Corelli from DuelingGenre.com. I'm Jason Hammonds from ThatMightBeCool.com. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson, also from DuelingGenre.com. And today we are discussing episode five of season one, uh, titled Kingdom. 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 Now, uh, for, I guess first question is... Uh, the one that I'm wondering, which is usually the first question, uh, what do you think kingdom is referring to? What's what's the kingdom that we're uh, we're talking about in this episode? It's a good question. Um, I I sort of assume uh, that it's like the kingdom of um, I don't know, like pow- the power of like the power dynamic between um, Alex's dad and uh, what is his name? Derek. Darius. What's his name? Darius, Darius, yeah. Darius Davis, yeah. That that's um, kind of what, what I, I kind thinking. of assumed. Yeah. yeah, but then the stuff with Doctor Doom, I was like, wait a minute, hmm? Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we were we were wondering uh, what our connection to the MCU would be, and uh, there it is. Doctor Doom uh, is in the show. <laughs> oh, by the way, we uh, we forgot to mention uh, this episode directed by Jeffrey W. Bird and written by Rodney Barnes and Michael Vukadinovich. Hmm. Our first episode with no ladies. First one uh, with no ladies. But yeah. I will say I did some digging before we started recording, and the director and the writer that was clickable on Wikipedia are both African-American men, so... Indeed. Oh, that's good. Still, yeah. still pushing that diversity. Yeah, yeah. especially right. because it's about Alex's dad right. and his yeah. whole dynamic, so I was like, okay, good. Yeah. I feel better now. All these freaking LA SJWs with their diversity getting all up in our Marvel's Runaways shows, what are they doing? Uh, the making, right thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, make, making making a better show. Making a much uh, better show. So, okay. So, so all of the articles that I'm seeing talking about this episode um, have been referring to uh, our uh, Doctor Doom as Jonah. Yeah, I've seen that before, and I'm I hmm. I don't remember that coming up. Um, unless... um, I thought in the credits it was like mysterious man because yeah. he's yeah. the only mysterious man. Right. I... So right. I I did I did uh, figure out where that came from. Uh, when he was very first cast back in August, uh, TVGuide.com reported that he was cast as a character named Jonah. Everyone else just oh. said he was cast, but for some reason TV Guide said as Jonah. I don't know if they had a scoop or if they just decided to say that. Uh, <laughs> he just but, decided that was his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He looks uh, like uh, Jonah. Let's yeah. write that in the article. Why not? Let's see. He's a Jonah. You know what I mean? He goes after <laughs> whales. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like. I, I think that that's where this is all originating from. It's just that one article where everyone's like, "What is he? What is he in the show? What is he in the show?" And they found the one article that ever said a name for his character, and so they went with it. But in the hmm. credits, there was like a a a credit for a character named Jonah. And then there was also a credit for a mysterious man. Uh, And it was two different people. uh, Wait, well, well, who, who was Dr. I don't know. Cause I assume Jonah was one of the, um, the gang members. Oh, Mm. Now we're all, uh, I'm sure we're all doing the same thing where we're like scrolling through IMDb right? to try and find the person <laughs> yeah. named Jonah. His, his name's, uh, it's, it's, uh, what's the actor's name? McMahon, right? Yeah, Julian McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, Ju- Julian McMahon. Maybe I'll, maybe um, I'll silently pull up the, uh, the credits page as we talk here and, and, uh, see what's up. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, in so, any event, uh, we start off with this prison flashback. Yes. Um, 
which I, I like. I like sort of learning where uh, Darius and and Alex's dad sort of you know where they started and where their rift sort of originated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's uh, a righteous rift on the side of Darius um, for sure. Mm. Uh, I but. I I will say, and I know that there's a lot going on in this episode, so there's only so much room for stuff. But he does agree to taking the blame very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, Like, it's a little – it was a little absurd how fast he was like, okay, all right. You know, I'm here for you. I was like, you just just agreed to, like, having another 10 years added to your present sentence <laughs> without without knowing, without knowing anything about what the dude's plan was other than him saying right. i promise your people will be set up yeah like yeah that was that was a little much for me where i was like dude come on like do a little digging before you just agree to yeah. give away 10 years of your life Jul- julian mcmahon could have just been like so there's this thing right so so basically i give you product and then you sell that product to people under you and then they sell product and he's like this sounds like a great deal and it's like just like a pyramid <laughs> scheme yeah he could have just he's been like, suckered into to- doTERRA I need you to take a dime from me so I can get in on this pyramid scheme. Um, <laughs> like, the guy, no, he doesn't know anything about this deal, and he just agrees to it within 30 seconds. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I do but I, I do like seeing sort of, like, the origin of this stuff. And I guess you can – I mean, I, I, can, I can squint and pretend that uh, this was, like, a truncated version of what actually happened. Yeah um and uh just sort of take it for what it is but uh i do i did really like the scene um it was uh it was it was good uh his was that a wig that he was wearing i assume probably uh, i mean, i i would yeah. guess so considering how bald he is i i it would it would be tough <laughs> on a tv schedule uh yeah to to try and actually grow out some hair for one episode and then shave it again yeah, yeah. Uh, um I I oh wait Julian McMahon as Jonah he is he is Jonah in the credits officially official okay. official okay so so mysterious man is someone else then. someone else yeah it's still it's still going through so I'll I'll let I oh. think I think the um like the, mis- the there's the different actor playing the gross oh, Immortan Joe looking right dude. mysterious man is the guy in the gas mask and then he's Jonah okay that makes sense okay Let's see yeah, yeah. Rick Rick mystery Sarabia. solved Rick Sarabia yeah. was the mysterious okay. man. Oh yeah, got he it, is. Got it. He's got a mysterious face for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the the other thing that like early on that I just wanted to mention is like Alex is a massive nerd. Um, oh my god, yes. <laughs> he has that 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 <laughs> voicemail that voicemail like currently training on Dagobah. Um, I <laughs> like really Alex. Like first of all, you have the you have the TARDIS, uh, you know, license plate holder. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you also have like a nerdy Star Wars uh, voicemail. Um, settle down. Settle down. Yeah, come on, Alex. Be less nerdy. <laughs> Jeez. You S- can have more than one identity. Doing Alex. multiple podcasts based around random nerd crap. <laughs> Be less nerdy, Alex. Well, look, this is different. This is going out to people who are choosing to download and listen to it. <laughs> that he's forcing his nerdity onto people who don't care. Um, that's Aww. different. That's different. <laughs> well, Granted, he's look. not spending hours a week doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we don't know what he does in his free time. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I, so, I also um, I, I, I don't know. What else? What else? What else? What else do you guys want to talk about? I mean, it really one thing that stood out to me is like, OK, yeah, uh, Jeffrey absolutely owes Darius big time. Like this is not something that, uh, you know, came out of nowhere or is unjustified. Like 100 percent. This dude like Darius should be taken care of. I can understand why he's angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also I also noticed I and I, I don't know if this is the first time we've seen it or if it's just the first time I'm noticing it, but uh, Gert's station wagon is the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just it's pretty great. Just adorned entirely with all these you know random like liberal propaganda feminists you know like bumper <laughs> stickers hippie you know peace signs and shit. It was great. It reminded me of uh, the truck of a guy that my mom dated back uh, like ten years ago or so. I. Uh, it was just like she dated like this really like granola munching, you know, hipster doofus guy that wore socks and sandals and random shit like that. <laughs> uh, and his his truck was just like just just decorated to the brim with all these like I think at the time it was like uh, Carrie and Edwards that were running together and all mm. this other like random, you know. The, the 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 liberal bumper stickers, whatever whatever I love they that may be. He drove a truck. Like, yeah, but it was like it was like a Toyota truck, you know what I mean? It was oh. like a Tacoma <laughs> with a little camping oh, okay. wagon on it. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't yeah, like the, a cool the official truck. the official truck of the Democratic Party, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the DMC official truck running for two decades. <laughs> um, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I uh well in in um I don't know, going back to uh Jeffrey, uh one of the things that kind of stuck out to me is um I don't know, how bad of a liar he is. Uh, mm. There's that there's that bit where, uh, you know, his wife comes in with him on the phone and she's like, who was that? And he's like, uh, wrong number. Also, yeah. <laughs> unrelated. I have to go now. Yeah. Um, wrong number. As like, I'm like looking solemnly with borderline yeah. tears in my eyes. And then I just have to make a quick exit. But it was just the wrong number. Totally unrelated. Yeah. I oh, love man. it. That was just the worst lie. Uh, yeah. For, for why so, would you for lie a to cr- a lawyer? Like why? Like, I don't, she's also she's I don't your know. wife, but she's also a lawyer. Like, come on, man. Well, but they're they're also all they all have to be so at least sociopaths uh, to be doing what they're doing, and yeah, uh, okay. and all sociopaths think that they're smarter than everyone else. So uh, <laughs> there you go. That's true. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know, Jason. Um, <laughs> um. Uh, so, okay. Do you guys think that the staff of one is actually like magic magic or is the, is it something else is there something like is it is it some sort of other machination i think it's magic uh, i think it's i think it's magic until proven otherwise uh mm-hmm. that's but fair. i feel like you have a follow-up as to why you think it's something yeah. else i so i i started getting suspicious of it because uh so i was listening to there was an interview done with uh stephanie savage uh josh schwartz and brian k vaughn and they, like, casually mentioned the staff of one and then, like, said something about, like, they, they just, like, made, it was, like, Stephanie Savage made some offhand comment about, like, maybe it wasn't magic or, so, like, something like that. And now it's got me really suspicious. <laughs> and so I'm, like, I was, like, looking at it and I was, like, well, I mean, they did change a lot of things. Like, it doesn't come out of her, you know, it, like, pricks her on the thumb like an insulin pen rather than, uh, you know, rather than mm-hmm. having to, like, cut herself or something like that. And, like, mm-hmm. they just, like, keep it in a little, like you know, in a little container and it seems to have some sort of mechanical qualities to it. You know, like it mm-hmm. makes kind of a mechanical noise when she first gets it out. Have you notice mm-hmm. that? 
Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, because it's because it, it's like expanding into the staff, right? Because like first it's like a big magnifying glass, and then it expands yeah. into the staff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like telescopes. Yeah, I I don't know. It kind of has a um, the staff of one in the show sort of has a Guillermo del Toro Hellboy <laughs> artifact vibe to it. It um, does look like Guillermo del Toro's face from a certain angle. I agree. <laughs> Um, yes, that's exactly what I was saying. I do like that because I don't remember in the comic if they ever make this sort of outwardly apparent. But I do like the suggestion that uh, the reason that blood must be shed to get it to work is that it's basically checking the identity of the holder and making sure that they're in the family. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I think that's cool. That is interesting. Um, I don't remember that uh, being sort of like explained in the comic at any point, um, like why she had to bleed. I, I always just – I just remember it just being like, oh, OK, so it's just some kind of like blood magic thing. Somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. I never I never thought it was like a – it was like a family – identifier like a like a like a thumbprint kind of deal i didn't know that i don't know like i think i don't remember if it's ever explicitly stated in the comics either but i think i always just took it as a given that like she's the only one who can use it so it uses her blood to make sure that it's the person who's supposed to be wielding it instead of someone Mm -hmm. else Mm. Mm. i just assumed it was like she's an emo kid so she has to cut herself for it (laughs) (laughs) i mean that was the metaphor (laughs) yeah of course Um, it was I I uh, I also um, I don't know I'm I'm I I I see your confusion too, Jason, because like I don't know, I, you know, other than the blood thing, we don't really know how this thing works or why and and why it does work sometimes and not other times. Like it did the following thing, uh, which was cool, but then. Yeah. It she couldn't make it do anything to like stop the car engine, and so everyone else had to help. But then it was fine putting up the the wall. So I I do like that we don't you know we're kind of with her in that we don't know what is going on. But it doesn't seem to uh, have the same um, problem that the version in the comic has, which is that you can only use a spell once because right. she uses that protection spell, and it's the same spell that they use in the. Uh, in the sacrifice in episode one. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What so. if it, um, what if it doesn't interact with technology? Mm. Ooh. Uh, maybe. That's maybe that's why. Cause like if it interacted with technology, why would they need like a brainy scientist person in the pride? Yeah, uh, that's true. And also, I mean, yeah. Cause like it didn't, it had no effect on the, the car. Mm-hmm. And there, ha- yeah, I don't think we've seen it interact with technology before in the show. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Detective no, Cass okay. always getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, that's good. Uh, well, thank you. I so w- what do you guys think of of you know we were wondering on the last episode what is going on with Victor you know what's why is he he's all sweaty and he's going crazy and and suddenly changing behavior with the sun now it seems like we have our answer. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that answer being seemingly that it's it's this this brain tumor that he has or brain cancer uh, that has kind of like sparked sudden Frank Miller like tr- changes out of the guy. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I don't know. What, what do you, A, what do you think of that explanation? B, I mean, is there do you have any thoughts for where this might be headed with uh, sort of Chase and Victor's relationship? I think that we 
I think Chase might end up being the weak link. Um, like we had mentioned briefly last time, mm. I, I don't like that I feel bad for his dad because his dad is a garbage man. Uh, and not like a sanitation engineer, but like a man made out of garbage. <laughs> I was about to make um, that comment. <laughs> I'm glad you beat me to it. Like, he's a terrible human being, and I don't want to feel bad for him, but also brain cancer. Uh, mm-hmm. so, um, I don't, I don't like that they're making me feel bad or empathize with the parents. Uh, but it makes for compelling television, so. He's I- dicks. Uh, personally, I don't think they are trying to make us empathize with the parents. I think what they're trying to do is make us empathize with the kids who are empathizing with the parents. parents. Yeah. Yeah. But then in, you know, in a roundabout way, that still makes us empathize with the parents. Not really, because they're still murderers, and yeah. I don't really <laughs> care if any of them die. Murderers. But I, but I don't care if any of them die. I, but I do care how their deaths would affect would affect the kids, the main yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, I still, I still um, kind of, a, I, I, I kind of care about the parents a little bit, just, just, a, just, <laughs> just a teeny little bit. I'm invested in what happens to the parents because yes. I'm interested in the story mm. because yes. it's new. Uh, but I. I and I will be sad when they do when they do hopefully uh, die because I really the the actors and their performances are all really really good um, yeah. and mm-hmm. I feel like I'll miss them but I don't the characters are terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh go ahead this the scene when they save uh, Alex from mm. Darius um I really love that scene because it it. You know, in a movie, you would have them sort of like become superheroes in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, okay, now they're a team and now they're going to be able to do this. And like they, they really just sort of stumbled into becoming a superhero team and it's great. And instead, we get a scene of them just sucking. Um, like mm. they, they are, they are terrible at this and they just got away by the skin of their teeth. And I really like that about that scene. Like it was a struggle for all of them. Like they have <laughs> no idea what they're doing. And, uh, I thought that was really satisfying to watch. See, I, I loved that aspect of that scene, but I felt like of any scene in this episode that that scene was certainly the most rough. Uh, cause like it, it has, basically it has Darius acting very, very strangely. Like, there's first off there's the the part where okay a few things uh first when chase just comes like running up on darius he can see him from like 50 feet away just running straight towards him like he's got a gun in his hand why would he not just shoot chase you know like Um, you're you're sitting there with a gun you're standing people off and then you see someone just like running toward you in sort of a violent threatening manner like wouldn't you just pull the trigger right I don't know if he would shoot a kid. I mean, he uh, started. He started trying to immediately after once they had the barrier. That's up. yeah, that's true. But they were like standing there for a while, and he's like, "This is crazy." Um, but I, <laughs> I don't think he's as bad of a person as Alex's dad because he, like, I mean, like he legally, like, covered for it. But at the same time, like, he didn't do whatever he did to get into prison was not as bad as whatever Alex's dad did to get into prison, which is apparently yeah. shooting a guy. So I guess I think it... Darius is like, like he, he, I think he can get stuff done, but I don't know if he likes to. Yeah. You know it what I just, mean? It was just weird. Cause his reaction to it wasn't even like, 
Like, Chase was obviously running toward him to try and, like, attack him, and his only reaction was like, now the gang's back together as Chase is running up to him preparing to attack. I was like, that's that seems like a weird reaction that a person might not have ever. Uh, <laughs> but that was that was just my reaction. Uh, the other thing was, what what did Carolina's glowy beam things do? Like, I don't know if they did anything. I think yeah, it was just yeah. a distraction. Yeah. That was kind of what it seemed like to me, because they were just kind of like standing there, and then the one dude just like runs off. Uh, again, it was like that thing where I'm like, well, I mean, if you're, especially since he ends up shooting them, it's like, wouldn't he just start pulling the trigger when they start? I don't know. That was that scene for me was just one that I had a rough time getting through because I was like, wait a minute, why is this guy? And then he just ends up running off like after, you know, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, you, we also have to take into account that you are actually a sociopath, so you would just shoot <laughs> blindly at children, um, and you just think it's ridiculous that anyone wouldn't. So, well, it's like it's the only reason I think it's ridiculous is because he ends up shooting at a bunch of children. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just saying, I don't know. No, I understand. I understand. Um, yeah. But I like, I like that the the fact they had like their Avengers moment, and it was like immediately undercut by them sucking. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was like the saddest, like a, it was like, the, it was like the saddest, like you know, Avengers three sixty shot ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just the most pathetic thing. Um, like <laughs> it's all of them taking turns running out of a little car. <laughs> like, like it's just, it's just so awkward and weird. So um, epic. Look at them escaping yeah. this Mini Cooper. <laughs> uh, oh man. So I, I have a gripe with TV and movies at large. Uh, that that uh sort of of came came it's rearing its ugly head in this episode. Uh, when there there's two greater things that I have a problem with in regards to technology and phones and TV. Uh, Mm -hmm. when a phone is sitting on the counter and starts ringing and the screen lights up showing an incoming call, you do not need to add the vibration sound because I don't know if you guys have ever heard of phone vibrating on a counter, but it's freaking loud. Yeah. And so that part where Chase totally, it like doesn't have any idea that his phone is ringing two feet away from him as it's vibrating on the counter. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way you don't hear that. It's a glass table and your phone's vibrating. Like that is a very loud sound. We didn't need the vibrate sound. Just show the screen light up with a call. We all understand what that means. Uh, and then the second yeah, thing that's... That's the, that's the sound department wanting to have something to do. I mean, that's, I'm just like, well, totally. And the other one where the sound department also goes nuts, uh, it's like a side thing that I don't think really reared its ugly head in this episode. But when people are clicking around on computers or when they're downloading something or it, like literally any computer action, that doesn't make sounds. It just doesn't... Like, it's not... Batman or uh, Justice League had this problem where every time they did anything on the computer, it was always like, I'm like, what? Nothing does that. No no computer. (laughs) No computer makes noises while things download. Like, it's just, yeah, it's a silent thing. Show it visually. That's fine. You don't need a sound for every single thing that happens in the world. Anyway. That's been Jason's that's, gripe. Uh, for, for those of you playing at home, that's what we call a nitpick. <laughs> uh. I am in no way saying that that reflects the quality of the episode. Leave I just the think the sound departments alone. <laughs> sound departments just, they got they got to be a little more cognizant of reality. I think is all. Anyway, uh, well, uh, well, well, going 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 back out. I think I think uh, my favorite scene. In this uh, this episode was probably that coffee shop meeting with the runaways because it's like, I mean, that we timely we, coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we just we haven't seen them 
together a lot in this show. Like they're they're usually all sort of in little smaller groups or pairs mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. Um, so seeing them all together in the coffee shop, just sort of like you know. Uh, being the runaways, you know, where they're they're sort of like laughing and joking, even though they're talking about their parents being serial killers, <laughs> um, you know, like that. It just felt like the runaways to me, and it was uh, totally. it was cool. I really liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It's it's great to like because they, I, I I wouldn't say that like the cast at large has had tons of chemistry with each other thus far because I think they're still in sort of this awkward phase where they're like getting to know each other, both in and out mm-hmm. of you know obviously the context of the fiction. Uh, and so it's like, it's cool to see the characters sort of coming together more and more with each episode and like, you know, be more, uh, uh, have more camaraderie and, and get closer, joke around and all that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see how, how much further that's going to develop by the end of the season. Uh, you know, cause like Mm -hmm. for me in, in this type of fiction, my favorite scenes are ones like in age of Ultron when all the Avengers are just sitting around having drinks, trying to pick up Thor's hammer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I, Yep. I love scenes like that. And like if, if this cast can get to that point where they have that level of chemistry to just be able to like joke around and, and you know, have the, the levity of those casual scenes, I'm I'm so on board. Yeah, I agree. Um, um can I talk about my Darius moment? My my Darius scene moment? Please uh, talk about your Darius moment. Uh, so so my my moment in this where I was like a head scratcher, uh was the you know there's like a there's a trope in mm. um film and in comics for that matter it mm. it happens in both um it, there's a trope where they do the location fake out where you think that you know the two groups of people are going to be in the mm. same place mm. and then you find out like ah actually no they're not in the same place this time yeah and um, that happened this episode they, Right, and that happened in this episode. But what bothers me is like, well, if they can do that sacrifice anywhere, that why were they doing it at Alex's house? <laughs> <laughs> like, why why wouldn't they do it in the same room with with Doctor Doom? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Mm. I think what that per- maybe it's because of their shared um, power dynamic. Like, it's their that's their thing. Like, they host the meeting. And I think because it had gotten so bad with whatever crazy dark magic they're doing, um, I think that that was the first time they had done the sacrifice in the same room as the Mm. whatever he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, like, it is all very sudden and she's like, oh, yeah, I don't have the staff. It's fine. Whatever. But I think that that is their job is to host the the meeting and, like, maybe Mm. their house... Because, like, they mentioned that the the tomb or the crypt or whatever, the sacrificial passageway has been there lo- longer than the house. So I think maybe their role is, like, oh, they own the house. So that's, like, their role in oh. the society. Hmm. You know? I see. Okay. Um, Cass always finding that logic. Yeah. I try. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I guess I can see that. Yeah. I, I will say, though, that there there were certain parts of the sort of location fake out that I didn't – I don't know. Like from a writing perspective, I thought were a little ham-fisted. Like the, <laughs> um, the bit with um, – uh, with Nico's mom talking about how, like, you know, oh, you know, I don't, I don't have the staff, but it's fine. We can do it just this once. As we're seeing the kids run in the room, and you're supposed to think, like, oh, they're gonna hear them this time, and yeah, yeah, you know, the shit's gonna hit the fan. But uh, 
that's not the case. And then I was like, and then I was just thinking, well, you're in like a secret room in this in this place. Like, why would you even need the staff? Um, so why are you having that conversation? I don't know. It, <laughs> it it felt like it felt you know to to steal a term from something else. It felt like meta gaming a little bit. Mm. Um, where I also I, I was like, oh, you're aware you're a TV show and you're writing a TV show. I don't know. Like it just it didn't feel yeah. like natural conversation to me. I also I was also like, would she really not have like would she really have forgotten the staff? You know, because there wasn't a scene of her like, oh, the staff's not here. What happened to it? She was just right. like, right, I forgot it. Oopsie, I think, I think it would have been fixed if they had included a scene of her going to get the thing and then it wasn't there. Yeah, because yeah, then well, she'd be like, it's, what and it's also, I mean, we get we get a little bit of a payoff to that with with um, her sort of, you know, not confronting Nico, but like, you know, Nico sort of getting caught with the staff. Right. Yeah, um, it's after the you, fact. You get that. And then you kind of like, I don't know, you sort of retcon it in your head that like, oh, she was acting like that because she knew that Nico had the staff and she was kind of into it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's cool that my daughter is using that staff that we that we want her to have one day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, so I I also had one more Darius moment, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> is this what we're just going to call this? And like three <laughs> seasons from now, we're going to be still calling this the Darius, a Darius moment? And everyone's I, like, I Who? hope so. <laughs> I, I, my hope is that this can always be a Darius moment and that at some point it'll be adopted by film junkies everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when they kidnap Alex, right? And this is another, mm-hmm. this goes back to tropes and, and general, you know, logic behavior if you are a a any kind of gangster mobster criminal type that that often has guns fired uh wouldn't they frisk alex at some point just to make sure yeah i yeah i had a problem with that too (laughs) like his dad's a legendary gangster right like you kind of like i mean i i i i get what you're saying but i don't I don't entirely agree because they were – it's not like they set up a meeting and Alex met them and then they kidnapped him. Mm-hmm. It it was that they just like – they stole him from a parking lot of a coffee shop. Yeah. And and Alex is a, is a huge nerd. I mean we talked about the Dagobah thing. Yeah, um, but they don't know and, him. And we also – yeah, but they kind of do because the next scene when they're all standing out in front of the SUV and they're all just sort of like – Kind of being like like aggressively making fun of him for being rich. They're like rich shaming him, yeah. and I think that they all just assume that he's. I like, you know, it's sort of like that thing that um, uh, that thing that like Childish Gambino like talks about how he's like black but not really because like black people don't really respect him or whatever because yeah, he's, yeah. you know, it's like that thing. And so like I I kind of got that vibe from it and that's why I don't think that they would have frisked him because mm-hmm. they never in a million years would have thought he would be he would have a gun. Right. Well, see, yes, I agree, but it's like considering who his dad is, like the there is the possibility would exist that like maybe his dad's like, "Hey, c- you know, carry this even if it's not a gun, even if it's like, you know, mace or something like that, like carry this on you for protection just in case," right? Like you know, because parents, like, you know, I've growing up in a in a very red state with a lot of guns, like, there are a lot of parents who will decide to arm their kids for their protection, uh, whether it be good or bad. Like, I, I feel like, you know, for someone like Darius, who knows uh, Jeffrey as well as he does, that the possibility might exist in your head, like, maybe Jeffrey gave this kid, you know, a gun or mace or a knife or something like that, like, just just in case. 
Mm. Especially because, you know, like, rich kids, they're targets for kidnapping and stuff, right? Like, people like to kidnap rich kids for ransom. Uh, <laughs> and so it's just... I don't know. It's, it's like uh, one of those things. movies. <laughs> there's your... There's your well, I mean, the, in real there's life. There's your sociopathic tendencies showing their ugly face again, Jason. <laughs> I'm just talking about, like, in the world, right? Like, there's the J. Paul Getty thing. There you was know, Elizabeth people Smart. People love kidnapping rich kids, shooting kids. <laughs> Look, it happens. That's like a normal reaction to any situation with children. Wealthy parents are paranoid, man. And and for good reason. Again, J. Paul Getty, Elizabeth Smart, like, a lot of, a lot of cases where, like, eh people 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 get extorted yeah sure so i'm I saying think... if, if you're a guy that's got a lot of money and you got a kid going around at school and hanging out and stuff like you might take some if he doesn't have a bodyguard then be like yeah carry some mace around with you i think that it, alex's dad is so intent on burying his past i don't know if he would want to have a conversation with his son like hey you need to be carrying a gun mm-hmm. sure um, and we, we know and he I, didn't. It's just like if I'm, I'm just thinking from Darius's perspective that like yeah. wouldn't that possibility enter your mind? I don't um, think it would have. I really don't. I guess yeah. we stand that's apart. Just yeah, because I think because he's also kind of surprised that Alex isn't surprised by what he's saying about Jeffrey. That's fair. Uh, so I think he like probably intended to like kidnap the kid to get the money, but also to like, hey, your dad's your dad's like a terrible person, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. And I don't know if, I don't know if he would have thought that Jeffrey's kid would have any idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, because because his whole thing is that Jeffrey has turned his back on his past. I right. Mean, that's, yeah. That's his whole thing, mm-hmm. and so I I don't think he would ever assume that this kid would be packing anything because the whole psychology and philosophy of of Jeffrey from his perspective is that he's yeah he's completely changed yeah. he's, he's he's a different he's just a, person now yeah he's just another rich guy yeah. um that takes advantage of people like Darius i hear you i hear you yeah i don't know i'll, anyway, I'll concede I, <laughs> <laughs> uh i i do want to um i do you know i want to talk about the time machine because mm. uh dodgy science uh, <laughs> aside um i i i do like the the sort of um i don't know like practical uh like kind of thing with the time machine like it i i like that it's like a it's like a tube tv you yeah. know like it's it and it's it's got like an antenna on it and it's uh I don't I I really like that about it. It's kind of cool. It, it was definitely a, a Doctor Who prop. Like that's it certainly looks like old timey Doctor Who. They just went uh oh, TV and grab some screws and just put them on this thing and there it is. It's it's it's, it's technology. But I but I like that as totally. a like he's like there's two things going on there, right? As like one, no one uh, you know, accor- as far as we know, um no one has invented time travel. Obviously, there's a dinosaur, so you know. Um, but but uh, right now, you know, the, in this world, there is no time travel, and so he's invent Victor's inventing it out of nothing, out of noth- nowhere, mm-hmm. and then also he invented it as like a as like a kid at Chase's age, mm. and. So like I I just like that it's sort of it's older technology and then it's also very practical like not digital technology because um because it's like a brand new thing you know it's like inventing the television or inventing the radio it's um 
you can't go to the digital place yet because the technology doesn't even exist to upgrade, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that. I yeah, like that. no, I love that too. <clears throat> uh, did you, did um, you guys think like <laughs> when he says, show me Los Angeles of the future, it's like, <laughs> what, what's a time machine going to do with that? Like, what are yeah. you, where's it going? Like, yeah, that's not exactly, uh, that's not exact. Also, as you know, I take back everything I said, because while, while it is a very practical product, it's also apparently takes voice commands for some reason. <laughs> um, which I don't know. Well, I mean, about, like but. if, okay. So imagine Victor, like as a kid watching Star Trek, like oh. he totally, he totally like computer do this. And he's like, Oh dude, that's awesome. I'm going to do that for my time machine. it's like it must have voice command yeah also we i think we can all agree like victor was definitely the biggest star trek fan in the world oh no he's got a freaking time machine like yeah (laughs) of course he watched star trek he's got a time machine (laughs) Um, i i uh i'm curious to see how long it takes the time machine thing to develop and also like Maybe what other parties in this show's <laughs> reaction is to to that time machine. You know, uh, maybe that means yeah. something to them. I I I I kind of hope he doesn't know. Mm. And then he's like, hey, look, I've got this time machine. They're just like, Haha, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, huh, you have a window. That's fun. We have and a Lamborghini. And then he murders them um, yeah. <laughs> and s- steals their time machine. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, it does it does raise questions because you know are are they time travelers in this? Like, is that mm-hmm. where old lace comes from, or I, is old lace, is old lace a Jurassic Park old lace? deal? Yeah, yeah, I I am inclined to believe that uh, old lace is like a Jurassic Park thing. Um, because mm-hmm. they're like geneticists, so like that's their bag. Oh right. So they're probably mm. not time travelers in this. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers. So they're, I guess, they're the best yeah. one of this. Uh... <laughs> right. Right. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah, That's I guess. Point. And if they were gonna run away, like they were planning on yeah, doing, run away to the 18th go to a different century time or whatever. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I still um, think they might be time travelers. I'm gonna hold out hope. Okay. Well. <laughs> some go ahead. Some might say their behavior is just a little ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in 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 what way, Jason? Specifically, please just, continue they're, with they're, your train of thought. They're just very, they're very <laughs> progressive behaviorally. You know, they're very, they're very just socially aware, almost as if they're very forward thinking. Hmm. This what? is like a best of of uh, of J- all of Jason's jokes about that in the past three episodes. <laughs> Look, man, I didn't like, I didn't prepare anything beforehand to make uh, asides at Gert's parents being time travelers, and they were barely in the episode, so I'm like, I don't, I I got nothing here. <laughs> it's like a Runaways after show, cl- like clip show. <laughs> um, so uh, one one minor thing, well, like a couple small things. Um, mm-hmm. although one of the small things is a big thing, but a kid uh, responding Frank- sure when when or a kid uh, accepting sure as a great answer when he asks for uh, is something medicine. <laughs> well, was that one of them? I, he was shot. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Sure. Uh, no, Frank's Frank's failure um, in mm. the sweat lodge mm. for some reason. <laughs> uh, you didn't sweat that, enough, Frank. Sorry. Is is he has he failed? Because here here's my here's my thought process. 
was the plan is is Frank actually no one mm. and that what what Carolina's mother was actually attempting to do was transfer Jonah's consciousness into Frank. Whoa, that's messed was, up. What was that the plan? Like if the sacrifice thing didn't work, was mm. that what was going on? And then when Jonah is like cool, is good again, is Doctor Doom, uh, is she like okay? Well, now I'm I'm done. I don't need Frank. So tell him he failed. Hmm. That's I I like that hypothesis. Yeah. Uh, because it does certainly give a reason as to like why. Yeah, why he was out in the desert. And d- does that does that thing happen after Victor comes back to life? Or after sorry, Victor, Victor Von Doom. Um after uh <laughs> Jonah comes back to life? Uh it it I mean, it's I think it's I think it's the Frank scene and then right after that is the 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 scene with uh with Jonah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um that's so I, it does feel like they're narratively connected somehow. Yeah. That's that's an that's an interesting thing. I, I like that a lot. Um why do you I'm guys also... keep calling him Doctor Doom? Because he played Doctor oh, Doom he... in the Fantastic Four movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess that that was a good question to ask because I'm sure there are people listening right now. They're like, "What? Like, why <laughs> is Doctor like, Doom frantically in the show? googling? Yeah, who's Doctor Doom? Run Fantastic Doctor Four. Doom. What did I miss? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are like people younger than us who never watched the uh, the the first Fantastic Four movie. I mean, uh, yeah, the Tim 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 uh, Story. Tim Story is that yeah. who directed those? Yeah, that's a that's a great name for a director, by the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> I so what do you think is going to happen with Frank now? Like now that seemingly okay, so there there are hints that uh, that Jonah is Carolina's dad, uh, pretty heavy. Yes, yeah. I uh, I like obviously, but she seems like she seems nervous about it. Like her mom seems weird and nervous about him wanting to meet her. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and also, like, how long has he been? Uh, has he been crusty, Jonah? Because <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was like suave, Jonah in the prison flashback. Right. Obviously, that was before the kids were born. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, at least ten. Ye- well, that was like at least what eight, seventeen years, yeah, something it like says that. 18, yeah, something 17, like that. Seventeen. Oh, it's eighteen years. Yeah. Okay. Um. So eighteen years ago. He was he was suave Jonah, and now, he, and then he was crusty Jonah, and now he's back to being suave Jonah. So like, what's the deal with that? I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I wonder. I because it seems like it's a cyclical thing, right? Like it seems like he he goes in phases from crusty Jonah to suave Jonah, uh, mm-hmm. and that's why they make the sacrifices to bring him back to being suave Jonah. Uh, but then, I, so mm. also, why did? Why did everyone have to leave the room before Suave Jonah came out of the little uh, tub? Uh, they know well, like, I oh. mean, if like if that's her like real husband or whatever, I I don't know. She'd probably want to be alone with him. <laughs> it just like it looked like uh, Victor was very confused at it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when she said, "You're all welcome to leave." Victor kind of gave her a weird look, as if something was was awry. Yeah, maybe they don't know who's in there. Yeah, it seemed like th- that's the thing. Is like the 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 history with the pride is such a mystery to me uh in in this in the universe of this show because it's like there's there's so many questions that i'm sure eventually they'll answer but it's like god it's it's the worst just trying to figure out like what the hell is going on with these people (laughs) it's almost like it's an episodic tv show and they want me to watch it every week (laughs) i almost wonder if jonah is um like okay so if he is uh the same thing that 
Carolina and Carolina's mom are. Mm-hmm. I wonder if their powers, if like using their powers, like drains them somehow, and maybe some sort of event happened where mm. he drained all of his powers and turned into Krusty Jonah, mm. and the only way to become like human looking again is by absorbing people's life forces or something. Maybe. Uh, and then that makes me that would be like that would add some uh, some angst to Carolina because she's been using her powers. And then like what if she uses it once and then realizes like she's getting, you know, like a like a, she's you know, a crusty. crusty Jonah mask or something. <laughs> yeah, she's getting like crusty Jonah skin or something. And she's like, oh, no, um, I don't know. Sparkly, glittery eczema. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. Mm. It's it's so it's just I I had so many questions and I hope like I'm gonna be really mad if the next episode doesn't address Suave Jonah at all and they just like do another subplot and make us wait two more weeks to figure out who the hell this guy is. Uh, they they've been pretty good about you know whatever they bring up at the end of the episode like you know coming back to it immediately mm-hmm. even in the episode with the where we we switched to the parents' perspective the cold open was a you know a direct response to the end of episode one right. and then we flashback so they're pretty good about it i think i hope so my 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 fate is in their hands um <laughs> i so I, I had a question in my head and then it just completely exited my brain um the so the other thing i will then ask is what do you guys think of nico and alex finally uh finally just accepting their romance um i will say that i definitely ship nico and carolina more than i ever have before Uh, (laughs) but um yeah you know whatever yeah (laughs) but i but i i do um i don't know i i also like it it makes it makes sense like it's it's one of those high school things where you I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. When I was in high school, I always, like, dated girls that I felt like I should be dating mm. more so than girls that, like, maybe I actually would, like, have a better relationship with, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, because when you're in high school, like, you're very immature about relationships and things like that. And so you have an idea in your head about how it should be. Mm-hmm. And so you date people who fulfill that idea. Um, and it, it, it feels like for Nico, that's what Alex represents. Um, I don't know. I, Hmm. I, I don't, I don't necessarily buy their relationship as like a real thing. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I buy it as like, I, I find you attractive and you almost died kind of thing, you know? Sure. (laughs) Sure. Right. Cause, cause you know, heightened emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, hormones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but and then Carolina, uh, you know, I I feel for her because uh, she has a lot to be confused about, mm-hmm. um, as we saw when she's like wrecking wrecking house uh, in that one scene, that very angsty scene. Um, but, you know, she's confused about her religion or sexuality her actually her sexuality is probably the things she's the least confused about um <laughs> to be honest uh she's confused about having powers she's confused about her religion she's confused mm. about her parents and then she's got her sexuality that she's dealing with mm-hmm. uh and 
I I just think that um I don't know. I it feels like you know a situation of of um I I assume I mean I don't I don't know, but I assume there's got to be a point where you sort of have to start drawing a line between like um you know where you're like okay, I this person, I can't actually be with this person, no matter how much I like them, because they're not like me. They're not gay, you know? Yeah. And I and I assume that's got to be something that you end up having to deal with early on in that uh, that part of your life. And mm-hmm. I just it seems like a natural thing that would be happening. And um, her coming in on Nico and Alex and her poor face. Oh. Um, I know she's just so heartbroken, but I mean, I don't disagree. Like I really liked the scene when they were hugging and I was, I, I was into it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted to see, I was like, Oh, that would be cool. And then the Alex thing happened and I don't know. I mean, it would be cool if Nico was bisexual, that'd be awesome. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. And either way, I think it's okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, th- I think that uh, unfortunately just the, the way that Carolina's sort of self discovery arc is going, I think she is certainly being set up for, for a decent helping of heartbreak. Uh, mm-hmm. Which yeah. sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, well, that you can't have an angsty teen show without a little heartbreak. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the recipe book. Yeah. Um, I think true. that's why I also don't mind the Alex and Nico thing because that's going to blow up eventually. Oh yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um I'm so I'm I'm trying to I think I'm I'm pretty much out of uh the the questions or or topics that I wanted to bring up but is there was there <laughs> anything else that you guys wanted to discuss before we uh, ship this guy off into the night? Um I really liked the inversion of the damsel in distress trope with the ladies all trying to free Alex. Um mm. that Oh yeah, that, that was good. That made me chuckle. Um I'm really, really interested to see what happens with Chase. Uh, mm. because he, to me, is like the wild card, and I don't know if I have a handle on his, uh, personality or what he's, what he might be up to, um, for this, uh, incarnation of him. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like, I feel really, really bad for the kid, but I'm like, also like, kind of wary about, certain things that might happen <laughs> without well i just I, I do i do love that he dropped everything to race over to where they were mm-hmm. and like literally just get out of the car it, it all it all looked like one fluid motion of him just pulling up getting out of the car running over and and hitting the guy with the with the 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 fistigons mm-hmm. um i uh i just i really liked the earnestness of that um but i don't know I yeah. I do I he is he is uh he is a bit of a wild card character. We don't really cuz he obviously likes um Carolina, but Gert obviously likes him. Right. And he obviously has has you know sort of like undiscovered feelings for Gert cuz again it's that high that immature high school thing <laughs> right. of like Car- Carolina is someone that I should be dating even though I obviously like Gert. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um you know. So anyway, the drama yeah. The drama, <laughs> freaking drama. Yeah, I, I, sometimes I, I kind of feel like maybe at some point we should start like a, a like a group just for discussion threads on on every episode, like a Facebook group or something. I I keep debating that because I'm always curious what everyone else is sort of like picking up and, and looking at uh, uh, for mm-hmm. every episode. But 
Uh, in the meantime, unless we decide to do that, uh, everyone should let us know what your thoughts were on this episode. What questions do you have? What do you think Jonah is? What's going on with anything? Uh, Runaways Podcast is our Twitter handle. It's also our handle on Instagram, which we never use. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Marvel's Runaways After, Pod- After Show Podcast. Um, let, let us know what you're thinking of the show. Let us know what things you're wondering, what theories you might have as to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd, I'd love to discuss some some theories on this show that are not uh, originated from the three of us. Um, you can also leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes, which we desperately need because we're still a little baby infant. So uh, send us those ratings and reviews on iTunes to help other people find the show when they're searching for some nice discussion on their teen angst superpowers. Um any i don't know was there what 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 else what else do we do at the end what do we do how do we do this i don't i don't know <laughs> where else can they find you guys on the internet uh well my personal twitter is at darkheartedrose um i create for slash live on duelinggenre.com um <laughs> where i am the co-host of the doctor's companion which i do with scott it's a doctor who podcast and lord of the rings minute uh which is coming back uh in like less than a month so that'll be fun um and check those out if you are so inclined hell yeah (laughs) i am uh i am on twitter and facebook and instagram at scott corelli uh very very easy to find me if you know how to spell my name um (laughs) and then uh i'm at duelinggenre.com as well where uh like Cass said uh, i am the co-host of the doctor's companion doctor who podcast uh, which we're about to cover the uh, the Christmas special coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, the regeneration Speaking of, of time uh, travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The re- the regeneration of uh, of uh, Peter Capaldi into Jodie Whittaker. Um, so if that sounds like something that you want to hear me and Cass talk about with our co-host Nick Jimenez, go check that out when it comes out uh, a few days after Christmas, I imagine. Um, and then uh, also I'm the co-host of Back to the Future Minute, Spider-Man Minute, and currently I'm covering uh, Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time on the Cornetto Minute. So uh, go check out that stuff uh, over at DuelingGenre.com. Hell yeah. Uh, and you can find me at ThatMightBeCool.com. That's uh, where all my podcasts live. Um, the Savage Land comic book podcast is where uh, myself and my co-host Matt and Rachel uh, talk about all sorts of geek stuff. We discuss comic books and movies and tv shows and all that shit sometimes we just talk about i don't know nothing animal penises um and uh you can also (laughs) find our other as you do sometimes (laughs) you'd be surprised how often animal penises come up on that show it's a recurring topic um there's there's some sort of you know freudian thing that that somebody could say there but we won't get into that um You can also find our other new show, uh, Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast, just for fans. It's an improv comedy podcast uh, where uh, the host has been infected by a disease called Sonic Fever, and he is slowly becoming more and more obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog. The catch is, nothing that's ever said in that show has any relevance to real Sonic the Hedgehog lore, so you can jump in without ever playing a Sonic the Hedgehog game and have a good time. Uh, And uh, we also have the Living Dead Minute and... Some other shows coming up in the future, but that's all that's uh, that's all that's currently being published. Um, I uh, yeah, find us also at that might be cool on any social network, um, and that should be it for this episode. But let us know what you think. What are your theories? All that stuff. Reach out at Runaways Podcast on Twitter. Uh, leave us those ratings and reviews on iTunes, and join us again next week for the Runaways Podcast. 